0: Sit down. I want to encourage everybody, without exception, to fast. Most of us were in Sunday school. I didn't plan to do this; not part of my program, but it's fine. And there's a story that we used to hear in Sunday school, or when we were young, we used to hear, and it's the story about Esther. Who hasn't heard about Esther, Queen Esther? I'm sure every one of us have heard about Queen Esther. There was a time when there was Is it Esther or Jonah? I'm confused now. But one of them. There was a time when there was crisis. So now I don't know whether it's Israel or uh, Nineveh. So let me just leave it that way. One of them, either in Israel or in Nineveh. There was crisis and a fast was declared Nineveh. Both. Okay. A fast was declared in Israel and it's a kind of fast that I haven't seen or heard declared anywhere before except in these two stories. Everybody was to fast. Old men and old women, young men and young women, children were to Fast. I dare say that even babies were made to fast. Animals were to fast. Our goats and our chickens, they all fasted. In ICGC, there's something we do in this season that we have designated 40 days of power. And for us, especially in Teen Chapel, we have been talking about staying in God's presence hearing God's voice and being led by God's voice there are some things that God would not you will not encounter God until you do certain things that he leads you to do one of them is fasting remember one time that um, Jesus' disciples were trying to cast out our demons Meanwhile, they have casted out demons before. And they were casting it and the the, the demons were not going. And when Jesus came, they were confused. Jesus, why couldn't we cast these demons out? You know what Jesus told them? As for this type, except by fasting and prayer. There are some things we have been thinking about. There are some things we have been desiring of God, we have been praying for. I dare tell us, some of these things accept you fast and pray. You don't get the answers. I'm not saying it's a formula for some of them. And even for nothing at all, the church has said we should fast. The church knows it's good for us. So just do it. Especially for us as teenagers. We learn By hearing instructions and simply obeying the instructions. Some of the instructions, you don't even understand. We don't even agree, but we do it. So I implore every one of us determined to fast and start fasting. Let me give you today free. but start fasting from tomorrow. Are you hearing me? And I made it flexible for us. And Dr. Otaboy has told us Look, don't rush into some heavy fasting that you are not used to. Start by from what Dr. Otobo says, start by skipping breakfast. Skip breakfast over two, three days. And if you are okay, then start skipping lunch. Some of you by one o'clock you want to eat. Go ahead, eat. Do that for about another three, four days. After one week, try and extend it to three o'clock. When we are about halfway, try and see how close you can get to six o'clock. Are you hearing me? If you find it difficult to skip breakfast, I've, I have told us in Teen Chapel, even if it's one hour, fast one hour. Go off your phone. Go off uh, uh, TV. Go off everything, you cannot go off school if you are in school, but let your mind be on God. Some of us, when you wake up in the morning, you do some small quiet time. That is all we think about God. There's no, no time for God again. Constantly think about God, meditate on Him. Know that you are in His presence and He's there with you. Are you hearing me? And develop it, grow in it. Don't just stay there. Don't say because says you can you can fast one hour. So you in the 40 days need nah, one hour. No, no, it's not good enough. Move from one hour to two hours to skipping breakfast and then try small, skipping the lunch more, small, small and then see how far you can go. When you begin to see the benefits, you would, nobody will tell you to do more. Are you with me? Shall we do this together? Hey, are we sure? I trust us. I know that by the time this season is over, like Uncle Solo shared with us, God is taking us through something. You, you. It's like I said for teenagers, when you are giving instruction, you don't know why you are doing, you don't know why we tell you to do what you should do. But when you do it, before long, you begin to experience the, the benefits, and then you begin to enjoy it until it becomes a habit. Okay. But learn, Learn how to stay in God's presence and learn to enjoy God's presence. I stand amazed
1: in your presence, the Nazarene, and I wonder how he could lie. Me a sinner condemned and clean. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus, the Nazarene, and I wonder how he could lie of me, a sinner condemned and glee. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall end.
0: will behold you and see what a glory you are. How marvelous you are. What a wonder that you loved a sinner like me. Sinners like us so much that you chose to go all the way to Calvary. You died in our place. You died that might be reconciled to God. You die that our sins may be forgiven. You die that you may be with you for all eternity. You die that you might live the abundant life. You die that you may enjoy life. You die that you may have your life. What a wonder. What a wonder. What a wonder. Father, this morning as we reflect on these thoughts, may we see We behold you and be lost in wonder. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall please rise up on our feet. I stand amazed in your presence. Kato Bahar. Hurry up and give me the key. Singers, don't want them. Just go ahead and join us. I stand amazed in your presence.
1: There is nothing you can do. I
2: stand
1: amazed. I stand amazed.
2: Not to do. There is nothing you cannot do, I stand amazed Ooh. in your breath, I stand amazed in your breath, there's joy, peace and hope.
0: I pray that this morning you do that which you normally do for those that you love we await awesome things as we stay in your presence I will be careful to give you all the glory in the name of Jesus Christ we pray amen. amen John chapter 7 please take your seats thank you very much choir. John chapter 7 When Jesus was on earth and coming to the last days of his ministry on earth, he made some very, very profound statements. There was a feast that was celebrated by Israel and people were expecting him to go to the feast, but Jesus did not go. And many were wondering People were laughing at him. Some were saying that, look at this man. He wants to be popular. He wants to be known. He's coming for a new teaching. And when we have this great celebration that you have all Israel around where he could propound his new theories, he's nowhere to be found. And others were saying that it's because he was afraid that he'd be killed. But the Bible says that on the last day of the feast, suddenly Jesus showed up. And when he showed up, see that in John chapter 7 and verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Here is a situation where Jesus again shows up With some of those apparent strange but yet glorious declarations. The Israelites had parted for a whole week. They had eaten and drank to their fill. And suddenly Jesus who was not seen around them suddenly appears and says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And that which I give him to drink will become like a flow of living water from his belly. The scripture says in verse 39 that he spoke concerning the spirit whom those who believe in him will receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given and Jesus hadn't yet been glorified. Jesus was not talking about wine. Jesus was not talking about the drinks that he had been feasting on all week. The Bible says he was talking about the Holy Spirit. What did he mean and what was he talking about? He had been preaching to them and some people believed in him. Some people believed that he was the Messiah. Some people believed that he was a Savior that had been sent by God. Others mocked and said all kinds of things about him. Some were confused. This morning, I don't know the situation in which you find yourself concerning this man, Jesus. Read on from verse 40. Therefore many from the crowd whom when they they heard this saying said, this must be the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, Would the Christ come out of Galilee? So you could see that there was a divided opinion as to who Jesus is. May I tell you, church, this morning and for the rest of your life, the most important question to answer is not the BEC, it's not WASI, it's not your writing your papers for your degree or for your professional course or whatever uh, examination you may write in life the most important question in life that you need to answer for yourself, not for your parents, not for your church, for yourself, is who is Jesus to you? You are not too young, you are not too old to understand who Jesus is. The scriptures tell us who he is and it's up to you to believe or not to believe. It's not about coming to church. It's not about being in a department. It's not about doing something for God. Who is Jesus to you? And we read on from verse 41b. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that when the Christ comes for the seed of David from the town of Bethlehem, where David was, So there was a division among the people because of him. Now some wanted to take him, but no one dared lay hands on him. Then the officers came to the chief priests and the Pharisees who said to them, Have you not brought him? Because they had been sent to go and bring Jesus Christ alive that would deal with him. the officers answered no man ever spoke like this man you see when your enemies are out to get you and they approach you and certain evidence is laid before them and they they are spellbound and cannot do anything This is what happened to the officers that were sent by the priests and the Pharisees. They came, they heard, they saw. So no, we have never seen anything like this before. This must be he. And the question I ask all of us this morning, who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Then the Pharisees answered them and said, Hey, are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed." Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him? and knows what he is doing they answered and said to him are you also from Galilee search and see no prophet has arisen out of Galilee and the Bible says everybody went home the people that had planned to arrest and kill Jesus when they were confronted with evidence from people who had gone to see him and heard him They had no words. They went back home. Who is Jesus to you? And that is a simple question that I asked us this morning. Your answer, your attitude to this question will determine your tomorrow, will determine your eternity. You may have heard all kinds of stories about Jesus. But this morning I challenge all of us. Jesus said, if you are thirsty, come to me. If you believe in me as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water." and it was referring to the Holy Spirit. In this age in which we live, we are confronted with all kinds of challenges. For us as teenagers, we are confronted with the challenge of growing up. We are not children and yet we are not adults. We are confused but we don't want to admit that we are confused. And we are thinking about tomorrow. We are thinking that... In the future... Thank you, I think it's a contradiction. And we try all kinds of things. It's good to be in church. It's, be, it's good to, to believe in God. It's good to do things that Christians do. But beyond that, you need, to for yourself. you need to believe for yourself. As the Bible says, Jesus says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said. Jesus, one time talking to, to the disciples, he told them, The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know, in this world, it's very easy to use the name of the devil. Anything bad that happens is the devil. When robbers are caught, oh, it wasn't me. The devil made me do it. When husbands and wives go and cheat, and they are caught. You see, when they are not caught, they are holy. Even in church, it happens. When they are not caught, they are holy. When they are caught, oh, forgive me. The devil made me do it. In church, even those of us in church, we 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 believe God. We are given some instructions, certain things not to do and certain things to do, how to live our life, how to conduct our lives as Christians. But we go and do things that are not right. I'll not mention any of them. The day that you have found that is oh, it was a devil. Which devil? It's your choice. And this morning, I'm giving us an opportunity to make a choice to continually obey Jesus. To obey the scriptures continually. The Bible says, he who you believe, he who you obey, you become a slave of that one. So if you say the devil made you do it, and you continually obey the devil because he made you do it, what is happening is that you are becoming a slave to the devil. So be careful. I would rather be a slave to God than a slave to the devil. Like some of our friends say that they would prefer to be cleaners in the U.S. than to be chief executives in Ghana. And some of you are thinking that you are being, is it not true? I know. I would rather be a servant in the house of God. I would rather be a servant in the kingdom of God than to be a CEO anywhere else. Don't be a slave to the devil. Listen to the words of Jesus Christ. He says the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And you are always giving excuses. The devil made me do it. He's destroying you. He wants to kill you. He wants to finish you. But Jesus says I have come that you might have life and have it to the full friends, let us think seriously about Jesus. My exhortation is coming longer than I expected it to be, but I still want to share one or two thoughts um, about the dying Jesus. Luke chapter 22, I think. Luke chapter 22. chapter 23 mm-hmm. Jesus was crucified. And remember he was crucified for you and I. He took our place on the cross. He died not for his own sins, but he died for my sins, and he died for your sin. He died for your rebellion, He died for my rebellion. The Bible tells us in verse 33. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And they crucified him between two criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And then they began to mock at Jesus. The soldiers began to mock. The Bible says they divided his clothes, they played cha-cha. For the past two weeks, you have been trying to answer the question to bet or not to bet. Where well, the soldiers were betting and gambling as to who should win his, uh, his garment. Then they began to mock. He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ, the Chosen One of God. It's not recorded in scripture, but I can tell you, even if Jesus had come down from the cross, some people would not have believed. That is why you must be careful the things that you believe. That is why you must be careful the things that we do. That's why we are telling you to fast, please do. There may come a time in your life you will not be able to fast again. Let me not digress. Some things that we tell you to do now, if you don't do them, later in life, you may not be able to do that. You want to do it, but you cannot do them. One day you remember these words that I'm telling you? So they wrote an inscription. This is the king of the Jews, then one of the criminals was hung blasphemed and said if you are the Christ, save yourself and save us, eh? after all we are in the same boat, we are all on the cross if you can, if you can, if you have power, save yourself and then save me too save, in fact, he save us Word of mercy some of us have said such silly and blasphemous things sometimes fail your exams? Or you didn't do well? God, why did you let me fail? Eh? When we're saying fast, pray, steady, you do that one. And when it's time for exams, oh God, you are the God of miracles, you are an awesome God. No, one could be you, know, you said when I stand in your presence, you no, know, I am amazed at your wonder and all that. Please, you are a miracle-working God. As I enter this exam room, do a miracle again. In Jesus' name, amen. And then you go to the exam room. And as you are writing, you know you are not writing well. You know that the failure is coming. After the paper, God of miracles, signs and wonders. You, you have all the faith in the world and you are believing God and the truth is that that faith is genuine you truly believe God for a miracle has it happened to you before it's happened to me before and then finally finally the results come and go ye oh God why why do you disappoint me and because of that some of you you stop coming to church you leave a department when Uncle Solo talks to you you don't listen again because God failed you. Did God fail you or you failed yourself? This is the time to seek God. This is the time to seek his presence. This is the time to hear his voice. And let him lead you. He says, as you walk along the path. He will tell you this is the way. Walk in it. As you steady. Steady with him. He will show you how to study. He will show you how to handle the difficult subject you find difficult to handle. You, you find it difficult to relate well with your parents. He will show you what it means to honor your parents. And even though you don't feel like doing it, you impress upon you to do it. He will show you what to do in the workplace. You are struggling with a report. He will guide you and show you how to do it. I can give testimony for testimony of this. I think last two weeks I shared all the testimonies with you. Even I myself, when I was speaking to that boss, it wasn't like I was shaking. I I was asking myself, is this me? That is what God wants to do in your life. And he wants you to tell others that because of the cross, because of the blood that I shed, you can experience the abundant life, the full life. But you will you choose to believe or will you choose to go your own way and call upon him when it suits you? Then the other thief said, Hey, we don't respect God. We we stole. We deserve to be on the cross, but this man, he has not done anything that should make him be on the cross with us, thieves, sinners, but that is all God chose to do for us. Jesus of his own will chose to lay down his life on the cross. He was crucified for you and I. When we believe in him, the Bible says that we were crucified with him on the cross. We were like the thief that were crucified on his left and on his right. But what would happen beyond that depends on what we believe. Two sinners were on the cross. One perished for all eternity. One ended up in paradise. You are in church this morning and you are hearing that Jesus Christ was crucified for you. You are crucified with him because because that that is the result and the consequences of our sin. But where will you live for all eternity? How will you live your life from now on? It depends on what you believe. When that sinner made that request, Jesus turned to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. Today, if you will surrender your life to Jesus, if you open up your heart and say, look, I've heard so many things but Jesus today. I'm tired. I surrender to you. You may be a Christian. You may not be a Christian. It doesn't make any difference. The danger is that, you see, on that day, Jesus will tell some of us I don't know you get away from me and the bad boys and the bad girls in your school that you know Jesus will embrace them and you look at Jesus and say Jesus is not fair yes to us it's not fair the Bible says that man looks at the outward things but God looks at the heart what is in your heart what are you believing you are in church, but what are you believing? Somebody may have invited you to church, but what are you believing? It's not just coming to church that makes the difference. What are you believing? Oftentimes, God will show signs and wonders. I don't want to look at the scripture; nobody got time. I don't want to talk too much. Oftentimes, God will show signs and wonders. He will do miracles to get your attention. The Bible says when Jesus was on the cross. All of a sudden, there was darkness. For three hours, there was darkness. And there was a mighty earthquake. People began to be afraid. Many people ran away. Even soldiers were running away. One person stood up and said, No, this man must be the son of God. Who is Jesus to you? In your heart, what do you believe about Jesus? He wants to be our friend. He wants to be our savior. He wants to be with you for all eternity. And while you live on this earth, he wants to live with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants to give you life. What choice would you make? Would you choose to go all the way with him? Or will you mockingly say, if you are the Christ, save yourself and save us. I struggle with maths enough. If you are really who you say you are, why don't you help me with my maths? If you are really who you say you are, why don't you heal my mother? If you are God, I pray to you. Why did you allow my brother to die? What do you believe about Jesus? Jesus does not necessarily promise us a life of sweetness. Even roses have tongues. He says that through persecution, we shall be saved. He who overcomes to the end will be saved. It means there is an overcoming to overcome. It means there will be difficulties. There will be trials. There will be tough times. There will be difficult times. But one thing he has promised, he will never leave us or forsake us. He will walk with us will be in the fire with us. When fire comes, he will be there. He will not go anywhere. When the waters rise up against us, he will be there with us and he will make sure that we don't get drowned. When we are going through difficult times in school, everybody is passing, you are not passing. People are getting their first choice, you are not getting your first choice. He is right there with you. In your failure and your success, he is there with you. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. If you continue to believe in him and continue to listen to his voice, he will teach you how to overcome. He will teach you how to rise from that fallen state and rise up again, and you will honor his, himself in you. Friends, who is Jesus? This morning, I want us to think. If you have never at any time in your life surrendered your life to Jesus and told him, Jesus, I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of this life of sin. I give up. I surrender to you. Now I believe your word, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me. I believe you went through the pain on the cross because of me. I believe what the Bible says about you even though I don't understand. So Jesus, I call upon you. Save me. I want everybody to think about his life. Shall we close our eyes please? Everybody think about your life. It's not just about being in church. If you have never done this before or if you have done it but somehow you have gone back and you know that there's something not right with you, you want to get right with God. In this season of fasting, I want you to make up your mind that Lord, I believe you. I call upon you save me Lord in your own words let it come from your heart he sees our heart he knows what we are thinking he knows what we believe in our heart open up to him and talk to him you have been living a life of disobedience you show up in church all dressed up and looking all holy But you know in the quiet moments you don't care about God and he's knocking at your door. He says, let me in. Allow me to live with you. Let him in. Let him help you. Let him guide you. He is life. Let him lead you along the paths of life. taught God in your own way, in your own language. He understands your language. He understands your heart. this morning, I want all of us to be like that thief on the cross. Say, Jesus, remember me when you come. morning to the cross of Calvary for a fresh cleansing in the blood that we will start afresh with him and in this season of 40 days of power we will live and walk in power with God for the rest of our lives as he washes us in the blood of Jesus. is a time of consecration, a time of dedication like we told you the altar is available some of you may say that you need to come and kneel before the altar and surrender your life totally to Jesus all over again don't hold back and don't let shyness or anybody keep you back we created this space because of you If you want to come and lie before the altar If you have never called upon Jesus And you want to come and call upon him We welcome you to the altar The blood of Jesus is freely available to anyone for us to talk to God. Talk to God about your life. About your future. Are you happy with your life? Is God happy with your life? What does the future hold for you? What are your fears about tomorrow? This morning we stand in the presence of almighty God. And we want to behold his majesty. We want to behold his power. We want to behold his glory. You cannot come into the presence of God and live the same without encountering something. But if you don't come with the right heart, He will be there but you may not see Him. In this season of fasting and prayer, take the opportunity to get right with God. God show you a sign that He is God, that Jesus is the Savior, that Jesus is who He says He is. He is the Bread of Life. He is life. Without Him, you don't have life. He wants to help us in the time of our weaknesses. He grants us grace. So call upon him for that grace. Grace to be a good boy. Grace to be a good girl. Grace to be a good student. Grace to be a good worker. Grace to lift up my business. Grace to stay in health. Grace to be a good church member. Grace to tell others about Jesus. Grace to be what God wants us to be. Grace, 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 grace. Call upon him call upon him call upon him don't mock god don't take his words lightly Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that we reach out and touch every one of us. Meet us where we need you the most. I pray that your healing power sweeps through this place. Anybody in need of healing, Lord, let your healing balm overshadow them anyone that be not, does not feel love Lord may your banner of love rest upon him Father in this time of prayer there are many burdens upon our hearts your word says even before you pray you hear us Lord answer our prayer where it says, "O thou that hearest prayer, to you shall all flesh come." Lord, in this season we come to you. Hear us. Answer us. Do the miracles that only you can do in our lives, and let us know that you are God indeed, that you are Savior, that you are your children. listen to me. If you haven't yet done this, in the next 38 days of prayer, I want us to put God to the test. You see, and that's one of the reasons reasons why you must learn to stay in His presence and hear Him. anything that you want God to do for you I want you to write it down right now if you haven't already done this anything that you want God to do for you that you are expecting God to do in your life I want you to take a pen and write it right now if you are the type that writes in your mind, formulate it very clearly in your mind. But have a focus. If you have already written it down, take it and look at it. And write it. Don't just write it on any piece of paper, write it in a, in a place that you can have a look at it every day throughout these days. If you want to do it on your phone, fine. If you want to do it in your Bible, on your notebook, wherever. But be sincere and serious with God. Every Sunday and every Saturday, we pray concerning these topics. And expect God to do a miracle. To show himself real to us in this season. Moses were able to get them. But it's still not. Can I please check where they are? Let's have a feel of where they are. And please don't let be like a discal about this. That's why I'm giving us time to think. In if, if you have not been thinking about it already, that means that uh, you are not yet ready for this time of prayer. Because this burden should be on your heart. It's like it must be something that God, in this season. Bah, look, I've heard of testimonies. I've heard of people share testimony. I want to. This time that I'm fasting, Father, this is the first time I'm fasting give me testimonies. I cannot carry on with this burden. I cannot carry it alone. Alright, shall we rise up on our feet? You want to spend some time in prayer. And this time is between you and God. It's about your topics. So, whatever we have written down, I want you to think about them, you are going to talk to God about them. I want to take a song of celebration and as we sing this song, it's a declaration and um, I want us to think about Jesus and think about our topics. Let's have some heartbeat please then. We are not just singing and dancing But we are making a declaration You are affirming that Jesus, I believe in you You are my God, you are my friend You are my Messiah You are my miracle worker You are my way maker I believe in you Oh, be for
2: Shana Yisuteh. Oh,